We are Living by the Word Ministries, a nonprofit organization dedicated to one cause. That cause is the truth given in the Holy Bible, which we believe is the inerrant and infallible Word of God, conferred to man to live by. We let the Word of God be the final authority as to what is or is not true. We strongly feel that if we do not expose false doctrine, we only encourage it. This ministry is designed to challenge you from an apologetic point of view. 1 Peter 3.15 instructs us to always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. This is Michael Tinsley. Please stay tuned while we arm you, the believer, to keep living by the word. It's the noble thing to do. Yes, 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 indeed. It is a noble thing to do to keep living by the word. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Living by the Word Ministries presentation of the Bible Information Brokers, a live presentation. My name is Daryl Easy D. Fulton, and I'll be introducing my teammates momentarily, but we want to get you uh, the, the stars of the show, the callers that would call into this open forum type question and answer period that we have weekly for the last uh, 18 plus, going on 20 years for me. Listen, folks, you can call right now. We have Daryl uh, to take your phone call at one triple eight la talks one triple eight five two eight. 2557. I'll give the number a couple more times so you can uh, write it down. Uh, and also let some folks know uh, if you're listening, you know, call some neighbors or whatever that uh, you listen to Living by the Word Ministries, Bible Information Brokers, 1 888 LA Talks, 1 888 Or simply go to our website at BibleInfoBrokers.com and you can send us email that way by contact us or you can simply go to our Facebook page by navigating from the website. We're going to give you a bunch of email addresses now by going to the website. It can give you all the information you need to, about the ministry and about what we're doing here on the Bible Information Brokers. Now, without further ado, let me introduce my teammates to you because we're going to get into talking to you, but we want you to call in because you are the stars of the show. The stars, what I say, as you call with your questions, your open questions, your honest questions, we want to give you the biblical perspective on the uh, answer. So go ahead and start calling again right now. One triple eight LA Talks. One triple eight five two eight two five five seven. Start dialing right now so you can be first to be in. We have a couple of hours, but we don't want you to wait to the last minute to call in. Let's get those questions and the phone rolling right now. One triple eight LA Talks. One triple eight five two eight two five five seven. Without further ado, the teammate, if I have some theme music to play this for my guys, uh, we don't have it yet. We may, maybe we get there. Brian Allen, number five. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know what number you have. How you doing, brother? What you been drinking, man? No, no. Uh, 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 jet lag. You're jet lag. Doing good, man. And actually, tea with honey. Actually yeah, yeah. Good. You, you surprised me. I'm thinking I'm hosting tonight, yeah. and then I see. Oh, I see you will I see, as I, see, I start I see, snoring. I see the red van. <laughs> and say, What's he doing? He's supposed to be in Dallas. There so. you go. Hey, I'm glad you're here. I'm, I'm glad to be here, my brother. This time worked out well. Also, without further ado, we have BCH, Professor Craig Hawkins. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well, Daryl. Why, why are you chuckling, Craig? He was oh, about you to throw did. you under the bus, but he stopped. No, but no, no. It's we just, know better. The, the, the banner of you two. <laughs> there's a few things in life I can count on, and that's one of them. Well, you know what? We don't Mr. want to disappoint you, brother. For how many Mr. years now? Globetrotter. <laughs> Mr. Globetrotter, glad you're back. Oh, look town. who's talking. Now you talk now. Come on. Hey, now. you're the only one I know who travels more than I do. Oh, so. well, that's probably true. Well, listen, uh, benefits. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, start calling right now. Professor uh, Brian and myself, ready to receive your phone call. Daryl's going to take it, set you up there, give him your name, your city, and all that kind of good stuff. One triple eight LA Talks, one triple eight five two eight two five five seven. You know, Brian and Craig, you know, usually after towards the end of the broadcast, I try to get you guys' thoughts. But uh, I'm thinking now, let's kind of do some uh, things that may be on your mind right now. 
as the people are calling in, and then we'll take the calls in between him. Uh, so, again, ladies and gentlemen, this is your show. You don't want to hear us uh, banter, is that the word, Craig? Uh, between ourselves, because we have a lot of things we can talk about as far as the word of God is concerned. A lot of things going on in the world. I mean, just I mean, just I just came back from memorial service and uh, another um, Craig out there in Chicago area. You know, um, I just lost him. The noise. Uh, we get him back here. We get Craig back in a second. But you know, a lot of things going on in the world, folks. You got people, uh, you know, dying. Uh, you got jobs to go to. You got the vicissitudes of life, and we believe that there's a biblical response. We believe that there's a biblical response on uh, for you when you have questions. I mean, you're going through life. Uh, we talk about all the time, if you're reading your Bible by itself, that you would have questions uh, to deal with like that. But we have, um, you know, we, we I have some pet peeves I would like to even bring up. Brian, I'm sure Brian got a lot of things going on in, in his life. And, then, you know, just as we think about the body of Christ and just things are going on. And, folks, there's a biblical response. So uh, I'm going to give Professor and I'm going to give Brian an opportunity just, uh, you know, be, as the phone calls are coming in. So, folks, call in, one triple eight la talks one triple eight five two eight two five five seven, 528 2557 And uh, go ahead and call right now. Take an opportunity to call right in. Or you can go to our website at BibleInfoBrokers.com and send us an email or go to our Facebook yeah, page Robert right, just right sent there. It. Robert navigating. just sent an email, so that's good. That's and, cool. Uh, but listen, B, what, what, what's, what's on your mind and heart? I got some things I would like to talk about, uh, you know, as the phone calls are setting up. And we, we, we'll, get, we'll get the as the calls come in, we just take them. But what, what's on your mind and heart um, that's going on right now? But I know a lot of things going on in your life, but, you know, what's going on? Let me just throw it out there. What, 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 what about the body of Christ? What can the body of Christ be doing to uh, perpetuate God's word? You know, I, I was going to go another with another no, no, angle. You want. And, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at and I think about just everything that goes on in my life and other people's lives um, in in the world today, and just dealing dealing with things. You know and uh, I think about how to, you know, biblically, just really trusting in God, not, not in a way like the word faith uh, mm-hmm. teachers uh, proclaim trusting in God and believing in, but but truly trusting in God and believing in His Word, and you know, when when I pray for things and uh, you know, family and things that are going on in the world, it's it's more, you know, I always think of the. Uh, you know, if you ask anything in accordance to His will, man, and that is so important. <laughs> and um, um, and I and, and it just it's just a comforting feeling. You know, it, it's like letting go and letting God. It's just it's just peaceful. Just just knowing that uh, you know God's in control, and whatever you know He puts He puts in your way, and whatever He does for you, and whatever He allows in your life. You know, I'm happy with it. You know, Brian, you didn't know. We, look, you didn't even. I didn't know you was going to say that, and you definitely didn't know I was going to say what I'm going to say. But I want to talk to all the Laker fans. And Craig, you can go next, and we're going to get to the phone calls. So, Brian, get the number out a couple more times. Yeah, one triple eight LA talks. One triple eight five two eight two five five seven. You know, you, you know, at the beginning of the show, we have. You know, we're starting out the show, so we have open lines, and uh, you know, a lot. I, I think they might do it just to get me upset. <laughs> no, but no, they wouldn't do that to but you. But a lot of times at the end of the show everyone just starts trying to cram in and we don't have time to to take the calls to to get everybody in so the smart thing to do is now when there's 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 open lines take advantage of it and call and you know so interesting 
Daryl, you know, I really wonder how many people read their Bible every day because, <sighs> you know what, later. you know, being being a Christian for the length that I have and the studying that I've done, you know, there's still questions, man. man. There's still questions. And so, uh, well, so again, uh, if, if people are reading their Bible, I guarantee you they're going to have questions because we always talk about context, context, yes, context, yes. and you got to make sure you're reading things in their proper right, context. Right. I have a thousand so. and one questions myself, but listen, you didn't know I was going to say this in PCH. Uh, uh, I don't know if you heard what Brian said about uh, people, um, you know, uh, trusting God and believing things according to His will. But I want to call out to all Laker fans. All the Laker fans, the reason I'm calling you Laker fans because you got a guy there who's getting a lot of publicity with our president, uh, Mr. Ball, uh, the, the, the Laker uh, guard's uh, dad. And one of the things, even before he started do, doing all the extra things that he's doing in regards to, uh, I call him publicity uh, genius uh, to a certain extent, is just you know saying that. But here's a problem I'm having. The word is getting out through him. And I wonder if anybody knows Mr. Ball, have him call this ministry, have him contact us because it's a it's a thing that they're tying to his name. I want to know if he, he must believe it because I see t-shirts being worn that says, believe it into existence. And PCH and Brian, I would like to take a, a few seconds, Brian, because you just, you just fed me the ball. You said right there, according to God's will. But if you can speak things into existence, like his son being the number two pick and all the other kind of stuff that, that people are attaching to that, then that's a biblical concept that is an that's an erroneous concept without that attachment that you just said, Brian, according to his will and his purpose. But speaking it into existence, PCH, come on, we've talked about this before. And any Laker fans out there that know of Mr. Ball or whatever, you tell them that we're putting him on blast, that he needs to get that thing uh, properly, contextually correct, and then get that from attached from his name. But he wears T-shirts. He got T-shirts like that that says speaking it into existence. Craig, what is wrong with that concept from a biblical perspective? Well, that's just not how things work. The only thing we speak into existence is sin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Boy, you, you, you didn't even uh, hesitate on that one, did you? Other than that, I don't have a thought, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just a non-biblical, it's actually an occultic concept. And uh, the word faith teachers got it from uh, folks who, W. Kenyon, who were involved in the occult mind science groups and the metaphysical uh, movements and whatnot. This is an occultic doctrine. The idea you can speak things into existence. They call it words of power, mm -hmm. but yeah. it's just what these guys call speaking faith-filled words. So this concept is just found in the New Age and other forms of the occult, not in Christianity. And uh, Brian said it so well. I mean, we pray according to God's will. Indeed, it's interesting. A key word, a key virtue of the Christian is the word protes uh, in Greek, meekness. Unfortunately, we often think of uh, meekness as weakness, but it's not. It's actually strength under control. Yes. It is actually, and, and part of it, as one looks it up, maybe we'll do a word study on this some night. Uh, it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, but it's basically the, also the idea of the realizing that God is dealing with you well. God is dealing with you graciously. That God's not uh, got it out for you. That he's not giving you a raw deal, as we say. That he's taking care of you, and he's giving you actually more than you even deserve. And this idea that, well, we can speak things in existence, we can tell God what to do, this is just blasphemous. And it's just, it's a silly concept, it's a, and it's, it's so fictitious, and, and therefore it leads people astray. And when they do it and it doesn't happen, then they think yeah. uh, God has failed them. But no, God didn't fail them, a false theology 
uh, a sinful theology has failed them, an unbiblical theology. Uh, God is gracious. He does love us. And as has already been said, if we pray anything accord with his will, he hears us. And we know that if he hears us, we have our petition, that which we've requested. But minimally, God can say yes, but he can and does say no at times. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he says no, uh, uh, wait, and sometimes he says quit asking. <laughs> You know, and I'd say it's just like if you have kids, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You've given all four of those answers, and yep. so does our Heavenly Father. The problem is we really think that we're God. There's some songs out there that are really phenomenal, and it's like, when did I forget that you were God, mm. you know, the, the God of the universe, the God of the world? You know, how did I become so tall and you become so small? I mean, that's the problem. We, I like we it's all about him. God. It's all about you. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and you know, it's interesting, you know, I, I, I was in corporate sales for, gosh, close to 30 years, I uh, played athletics, and, um, you know, you got to have a balance, because, you know, there's nothing wrong with, like, pushing yourself, and, and wanting to strive better, and, and uh, when, you, when you're down, you know, pushing yourself to get up, but it's through Christ, you know, it's like, Lord, give me the strength. Give me the strength, you know, to uh, to to excel, to um, uh, to do what I need to do to uh, land an account or to close a deal and stuff like that. Or like if you get knocked down, it's not like, hey, pull yourself up, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Mm. It's like, Lord, get me up, and, you know, get me up, guide me, let me get me get me through this day, get me through this sale, and uh, and, and it's yeah. like. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I, I have a, a interview coming up next week, and it's like, you know, it's like, it's, it's something that I want. Yes. But I'm just to say, Lord, you know, this is something I want. You know, but if it's not for me, you know, just let me know. Because you, you know, don't, you don't know. You don't, you I, can't, I don't, you, know. You don't know the future. You know? And it's like, you know what? You know, give, give me the words to say. Give me the right answers to say. Uh, make sure I don't say certain things or, you know, just lead me and guide me through 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 the whole process and so uh and that's the way i i, I view it because there's you know it, it's it's you know you, you can't like craig was saying you can't say you know it's it's you you know i can do it uh, i'm gonna uh, you know uh what's that guy's name um he has the big teeth um oh, man. bugs buddy no, I'm just no um <laughs> He's a motivational speaker, but all these motivational. Oh, I know, I know, you're talking about Robert something, uh, yeah, Richard yeah, something. Yeah, and it's like Tony Robbins. Tony, 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 Tony. You know, all of them. It's like you know, uh, it's like it's you, it's you, it's you. No, it's not you. That's why I said the song I was just mentioning that Craig was mentioning about some songs. I was listening to a bunch of songs today and just considering are they theologically sound? I mean, I want to get my own record label and call it that. T.S. Theologically sounds, is it? And the the song about um, it's all about you uh, comes to my mind. Like you were saying, Craig, it is all about the Lord. I mean, He's the Creator. He, I mean, He created us to glorify Him. But, but you know, but you know how we? peaceful. You know how peaceful that is, though. Just just no pressures on. on you. It's yeah, not. That's not my word. It's not our words. <laughs> and and if 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 it doesn't happen, you know, he's gonna get you through whatever you're going through. Look, I mean, Craig. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna give the final thought to you, Craig, before we go to the lines. That I just got up for memorial service out there, in, uh, like I said, in the Chicago area, and um, couple was married over 59 years. What do you say? 
uh, you know, it, nothing. I got a chance to share with the uh, the, the widow um, the book about uh, Harold Ivan Smith about what not to say. When I said it to her, you know what? She said that's a beautiful book because she explained the situation where her friends who were, um, you know, a lot of the older ladies were uh, uh, talking to her, but there's one friend she said that said, can I cook you a meal? And she said because she was going to fast food places dealing with the husband as he was ailing, you know, and health and stuff like that. And one friend said, can I cook you a meal? And she cooked her several meals. And she said because she was going to fast food restaurants and all that stuff. And being at that age, you don't want to do that in your 80s. But at the same time, she said, I said, you know, what you just described is a book. And if I can share it with you and I had an opportunity to tell her, what, uh, When You Don't Know What to Say by Harold Ivan Smith. And, you know, and I read that book in a little small book. And she said, you know what, I'm going to get that book. And I, and I pray that she will because other friends are going to be going through what she's going through because of the age that we are. PCH, why don't you close out uh, some, some thoughts that we have now and we get to the phone Well, calls. sure, I wasn't planning on doing this, but yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. Three or four items. There is what we would call faith or a radical faith maybe for some. And there is really trusting God. And by the way, faith, belief, trust are all the same words in Greek and Hebrew. Adjectives, verb, adverbs, what have you. Um, they're the same words. Uh, nuance is the same meaning, the same concept. Uh, so Hebrews 13, so some things people uh, w- would espouse are, are just radical faith, really trusting God. But radical faith is, is, is praying, as, as Brian said, First John uh, 5, 14 and 15, and then let, sitting back and let God do His will. Mm. I mean, you, you do what God asks you to do, but then you wait and see what God has for you. And that's radical faith is, God, I commit it to your hands, and I'm willing to accept whatever you give me and know that that is good and gracious, and I want to thank you. Uh, number two, in any order, but there are people who exaggerate. They have ideas and concepts that are really just unbiblical. They take, it's not that there's no truth in it, but then they take it and they take it to an unbiblical extreme. Uh, I hear people like Zig Ziglar, John Maxwell, uh, kind of the, new, the Christian new uh, human potential type group folks. So we call this uh, just basically exaggerated claims. Um, That's like taking any biblical truth and just running too far with it. Um, And then there are people like the Tony Robbins and others who basically will just give you some some guidelines uh, that that are are, are just legitimate in one sense. My father used to say, can't, never, could, do nothing. Mm. Uh, Bad grammar, good point. Mm -hmm. If you don't try... so if you don't try to run a, a, a four-minute mile, if you, if you never worked at it, well, obviously you're never going to complete it, never do it. If you never try to graduate from college, you, you never applied, you're not, you're not going to graduate. But, but, but just be, that's a necessary, we say, but not sufficient condition to try. But just because you try doesn't mean you're going to do it. doesn't mean you're, you're going to leap tall buildings in a single bound or run a, a two-minute or one-minute mile. And so this is a form of what's called the almighty will fallacy here, the third one. The third one is basically taking some truths and ideas, but, uh, but going too far with it as well from the human potential movement. And it's a form of the almighty will fallacy. If I can will it, and often mm. it's if I can will it, if I can visualize it, uh, if, if I can be in the zone, uh, it's going to happen. It, always, it cracks me up. It's like whether it's a football game or a baseball game or basketball or an MMA fight, they interview both sides, and, oh, I'm going to win. We're going to win. We're positive. We know it. We believe it. We believe in ourselves. Da, da, da. Uh, you know, they claim Bible verses or whatever, and one loses. Uh, it's inevitable. That's how it works. Right. And so clearly one of them is wrong. Now, I'm not saying they shouldn't try. I'm not saying she, they, they shouldn't want to win. 
but there is this almighty will fallacy. And then lastly, the fourth category is these what I called earlier words of power, the occult. It's actually occultic views. And so only one of these, one of the four, <laughs> like the seed that falls upon the four types of ground in Matthew 13, is biblical. And, and the others are at best exaggerated after true radical faith in God, but that, again, once again, accepts what God gives you, even if it's not what you thought was best for you or what you want for you or yours. Uh, the second one's an exaggerated. It takes biblical concepts, but, but, but runs amok and that it's, it, it takes them to areas they were never meant to be taken. Uh, number three is the human potential movement and falls into the almighty will fallacy, even though, you know, you, you can do some things. You can walk over hot coals because coals really don't uh, really, um, uh, they don't really uh, transfer heat that well. And as long as you keep moving on it, it's no big deal. But people do it and go, woohoo, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, can, I can do anything. And then there's the occult. And unfortunately, Christians often get messed up in the other three categories. And they don't stay where they belong in the in the simple biblical radical faith category. Yeah, you, you know, Craig, I just you know what I just had had a uh, had a thought, and guess what? I'm not even in the shower. Uh, Third eye experience, huh? Go ahead. But you know what? I do, Craig. I do believe in words of power. The Bible, those words. I was about to say. Every you know situation, well, and, I ju- and I just thought about that. You know what? But how it's used? You know but, how yeah, you use yeah, it? How you use but, it? Grabbedize, you would say. It but, is but, but unfortunately, well, yeah. But, but you're saying it, but uh, in a biblical sense. But there is, if you look up in a cult dictionary, mm. words of power, and these are words that, like Om or others, if you speak right. them, if you visualize them, exactly, then you must receive that. And so you don't mean it in a cult sense. And let me just say this. Uh, so, so you're not saying that at all. Uh, again, I mentioned this last week or two. People often say, you know, prayer is powerful. Uh, the power of prayer. Mm. Like, what are you talking about? Mm-mm. Prayer is an inanimate. It's nothing. That's right. It's it's prayer is a form of communication. UK is a form of communication with God. God is powerful, and He uses the instrument or instrumentality we say of prayer. Prayer is not powerful. God is powerful. Prayer is simply how we connect with God. Talk, it's just like talking with your spouse or your family member or loved one or coworker, colleague, and trying to get something done. We pray to God that as we talk to Him, we communicate with Him, and He is powerful, and we need to say at the end of the day, just like the song says, just like the Bible says, Thy will be done. Nevertheless, one triple eight LA Talks, one triple eight five two eight two five five seven Bible Information Brokers or Bible Info Brokers. I'm sorry, BibleInfoBrokers.com. Send us an email or call us right now. One triple eight LA Talks, one triple eight five two eight two five five seven to join the broadcast for your open honest question. From a biblical perspective, we want to give you an answer. Let's go to Jim and Pasadena, guys. Great, great thoughts, guys. I mean, it, it wasn't rehearsed anything, Brian. Like I said, what no, you were no. gonna say? I'm looking at you. Say, look at this man just teeing up. So the spirit kid. Even use Brian. See there? Let's go to Jim in Pasadena. <laughs> hey Jim, thanks for calling in, brother. How you doing? Great. I was a great, great show. I was listening to what you saying. I was trying to write all those things about your know, cold words of power. It's kind of got kind of sideline. I, I knew I would pray today. Uh, well, Jim, the show will be archived, so we'll be able to get it. You can be able to uh, re-listen to the show probably by Wednesday, huh, Brian? The show will be up. Okay, great. Thanks. Well, I was talking to uh, someone who I can be a civil witness, and I was asking, uh, was the United States and Great Britain any text and prophecy? And he said, yeah, they were. So a couple of days later, he gave me a book, and it had all this, this stuff and dates and stuff like that. So uh, is there anything correct about that or right that the United States and Great Britain and Bible prophecy? My question. 
I, I mean, we, we had this question uh, some time ago, and I remember one of the, uh, Craig, we had a seminar that we, this question came up, and I remember one of the friends of the ministry, Vince, asked that same question. And if I'm not mistaken, Craig, we talked about the possibility of the United States being in this one world government type thing, but as far as prophecy direct, I, I don't see it myself, but, you know, hey, I, I'm still learning as well. Well, it's a great question, Jim, but it's really, uh, we're, I'm, I'm going to argue we're not sure. There's a passage, and I, I don't even recall it right now, the exact address, but in Ezekiel, that talks about a given nation, and it would appear that this may well, it might apply to Great Britain, and it says her young lions, which means offspring, and, and certainly America, if you will, is birthed out of, out of England, out of Great Britain. And, uh, but that's really just saying, that's talking about folks that are, uh, saying to the Antichrist, you know, what are you doing? Who, who, what, do you, what do you think you're doing? But, but it doesn't really say that we necessarily stand up for truth or do what's right. There's many people who, someone's getting mugged and they might say, hey, what are you doing? Stop it. But they don't do anything to stop the person. So to best my knowledge, other than that reference, uh, my understanding is, no, there's no reference to America. So either that reference is to us or... Uh, it's simply that we're we're not around and or we're not important and or we're part of the problem. Um, and look at America. Look at how spiritually, look at how morally, how corrupt this nation is. Um, this nation is so, uh, I mean, I think the word Babylon. Uh, I used to think of the, the word, they used to even word, use the word Babylon of Hollywood, but I think it's not just Hollywood. It's almost... Uh, I've been to small town America, and you find a major occult bookstore right in the uh, downtown area, selling all types of new age occultic uh, uh, books on witchcraft and Satanism and everything else. Uh, America is is not. Uh, well, you heard the old saying. I'm sure you have, Jim. This is not your father's, you know, and fill in the blank. Uh, well, that's America. This this nation is in big trouble. I believe spiritually. I'm not saying it's, it's beyond. Uh, repentance, but uh, I'm very concerned, and for my children and grandchildren, I'm really concerned about the spiritual uh, deterioration, uh, the spiritual corruption, the spiritual morass, the immorality of this nation uh, and where it is. And, and, you know, Craig, on top of that, it's just so disheartening because, you know, you know I, I'm a big uh, Marvel superhero, DC kind of <laughs> mm. guy, because I grew up with that. You know, we, yeah. we 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 went to the corners and got a soda pop and in, in the comic books, and we sit uh, sit in our rooms or outside, and we'd be reading them. And now on TV, on you know, with the Arrow and the DC Legends and all that, you know, you have homosexual. They're showing like guys kissing, girls kissing. And it's like, you know, even in that arena, it's just it's just getting sickening. It's getting worse. And it's just it's just, uh, uh, you know, I, you know, the whole idea of putting the uh, the uh, um, rabbit in the in, in the in the in the frog water, in the water and warm it up, and warm it up yeah. real slow and frog in the kettle. Frog frog. And it's like and, and, and you see that going and it's, it's so disheartening. Gentlemen, we were talking about knowing the Bible. And as soon as you said, as soon as Jim asked this question, the first thing came to my mind about when Jesus was saying in Matthew about the, the woes, woe to you, uh, it would be more, to, you know, it would be, be better, uh, all the miracles that happened. I mean, think about all the blessings that the United States have. Think about all the the, uh, the greatness of this country, the freedoms that we have. But yet Jesus was saying when he did his woes about it would be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah than it would be for you. And that's why I feel, I feel that way about the United States. Now, that's subjective, but I feel that way about the United States. God's going to have to apologize 
apologize to a lot of nations, not not literally because, you know, he's God, but uh, for the, the blessing that we have and the way we just squander stuff, man. Well, you know, when you have a country where there's freedom— <laughs> You know you're what, gonna what's going to happen? Sim. You're, you're going to you're going to have people's nature come out. Of course, of and course. That nature is that sin nature, yeah. and from that you're going to get all this garbage. Hey Jim, I hope that's helpful well, to you, you as far as yeah, the answer. Thank you very much. It's very enlightening. I appreciate it. Thank you. Got good word. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you. One triple eight LA talks. One triple eight five two eight two five five seven. Which are open on this question, you can call in right now. Brian, you have an email for us. Let me give the number a couple more times so that people can uh, give a call in. One triple eight LA talks. One triple eight five two eight two five five seven. Or send an email like Brian's getting ready to read by going to our website at bibleinfobrokers.com. Click contact us, and you can send us an email question. You just funny when you have like your regular callers. Mm-hmm. Did we hear from Joy last week? Yes, we did. Yes. Okay, yeah. Cause Joy comes she, well, some, she came on and got off real fast. She wasn't feeling she too well. She had some really good questions. Always. Cause Always. Because watch this. She's reading the Word. Yeah, she's reading she's the reading Bible. The and she says, I was reading in, in this, in this yep. book. So, uh, This is from Robert. Robert says, did Jesus have DNA? If so, was Mary's DNA part of Jesus? Thanks, Robert. Good question. PCH. It sounds familiar, but as far as a question is concerned, but what, what's your thoughts about that? Well, uh, whatever it means to be human, yes. completely, totally human, Jesus is it. I mean, he's not a third less filling. He's not not human. Um, so, sure, Jesus has DNA, DNA, RNA, all the things, cells, all the stuff that we have. He's fully, completely human. And so, yeah, how all that transferred in the virgin birth and whatnot, um, you, I know what the Bible teaches, and then there's the reality of, how that happened, I don't know all how, you know, God did that. Uh, that's no big deal for him. Um, we talk about, you know, creating life. Um, and if humans are going to be able to do it, uh, how much more so God. So, I mean, yes, of course, it, it, whatever it means to be human, whatever that entails, uh, biochemically speaking now, if you will, uh, you know, uh, then going to talk to full nine yards, chromosomes, all of that. Uh, uh, all that Jesus uh, genes and whatnot. Jesus is fully, completely human. So yes, because uh, Mary's human. So of course Jesus is, and He has to be to be our Savior. And you know what, Craig? If Jesus, you know, was around at at this time of uh, of uh, creation, like in this century, you know, they would have arrested him, and he he has fingerprints too. They would have booked him. He would have had fingerprints, everything. So. Mm-hmm. I always wonder that when people ask questions like that, it's like um, not what's behind the question, but I'm I'm always curious to know that um, when your faith is challenged with questions or things that come up and whether it's life or whatever it is like this, especially questions that we can't answer, I wonder a lot of times that the the more confidence you have in something. We were dealing with a brother that, you know, had multiple heart attacks. I won't give the name out. And he talks about the things, as a matter of fact, and we up here panicking because we don't know as much about that area of life that that person does. But yet when I you get from... I don't want to know that. You know, <laughs> no, but, no, but you know what, Craig? I, 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 I want to know in this sense, they, you know, like I used to uh, teach CPR. I, I didn't care about all that stuff at first until right, right after I learned it. I used to teach it uh, way back in the day. I had a, a, my oldest daughter 
started choking on something. I had to actually leave the, when I left the class, I came home, she was choking on something, and I had opportunity to perform CPR on her that day. So the more we know about something that's, you know, sort of um, tenuous, the more comfortable we feel in those pressure situations. That's that's what well, I was really looking to. Generally, but generally, but I don't want to know how to sin. So, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> of course. But let not, me yeah. say, yeah. But I agree, Daryl. But let yeah. me say this though: we don't know exactly how Jesus was conceived. Right. Um, and, and this is not EBGV weird stuff. This is just the science of it. We don't know, but that he was conceived and that he was fully human and therefore had DNA. There's no doubt. So I want to be careful. We don't. It's not like we don't know if he was human. We don't know if he had DNA. Now Jesus isn't some phantom. He's not some apparition. He's not a hologram or something else. We're not Gnostics. We're not Docetists. We're not Zoroastrians. We believe in the rea- radical reality of matter. Matter's good. God made it, and He said it was good. Yeah, he likes it. Jesus had a physical body. Just like we do, and he has therefore he has DNA and all the messy stuff that humans have uh, from hemoglobins, you know, all that stuff from blood cells, you name it. Jesus has it all. We just don't know how God conceived him. Uh, and I, I wouldn't be surprised you get in heaven someday if it's really a pressing issue. You can go, God, God, I'm trying to understand this. And God goes, Yeah, come on into my laboratory. Let me show you how you, we do this. Uh, you know what? God, this is child's play. Exactly. Exactly. Right. You know, you, you know, you said something, Daryl, about, you know, when, 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 when God has come through for you all the time, mm. you know, it's, it's, you know, you talk about you trusting in him. It's, it's second nature that when something comes up, you're going to trust in him again. I mean, for example, say, uh, you know, say, say Craig is supposed to pick me up at 10 o'clock every morning. Throughout oh the well, week. I, well, I can tell you and, right now what's going to happen with that. And but then, go ahead. No, but but every but every morning, you know, for like five, ten years, he's there at ten o'clock picking me up, and then you know someone says, "Hey, can you can you really trust Craig to 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 pick you up?" And yes. it's like you've had that history. Right. You don't even have to think twice. You, it's like, hey, I know he's going to pick me up, and it's it's that you know the same way with Christ. It's like you know he's there for you. You know he's gonna. Uh, as you would say, there he's got your back, That's right. and so. Uh, well, and, and, and the, the beauty about him having our back, the key is that we should be glorifying him in that. First thing that came to my mind again is First Corinthians ten thirteen about when we go through things in life. Craig, what does it say? God is faithful. God is faithful. How? How is he faithful? Well, he's faithful enough to let you go through some stuff that is not uncommon to man, and yet give you the endurance through his faithfulness, to be able to go through it, to endure it. Craig, that, that we, we keep emphasizing the Bible, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible. I used to, I used to have people in my family who believe in Jesus say, what, can you ever give me an answer outside the Bible? I mean, and I, I'm, my, my question would be, why? What, what do you want to hear from me for? What does my opinion well, matter? Well, yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, and, and I could hear somebody, like, like that situation you just described with family, Daryl, or someone just tuning in tonight or maybe the last couple of weeks and going, yeah, these guys are OCD on the Bible, man. What's, what's their problem? <laughs> hey, look, you know, here, here's my problem. Uh, I have a, quite a bit of formal education, uh, including graduate degrees in philosophy, and I also teach graduates in philosophy. Mm-hmm. And one of my areas especially is epistemology, theory of knowledge, what you can know and not know, and difference between facts and opinion and what, what have you. Um, and, and so I'm really into that, and I've, I, I'm a student of history as well, and uh, I have other graduate degrees. 
Um, and so I've read hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of books, and, and so I'm really into learning. But you know what? He says, she says, they say, we yeah. say, uh, they, those over there say, they contradict one another, um, claims people uh, espouse them with utmost confidence, and then they find out they're wrong. Uh, so we're quoting the Bible is because, as Brian's example, which I really like earlier, is because I know it to be true, because God has proven himself to be true, because I've studied this book in detail and have lived it for over 40 years, and I know it to be the case. I don't care what some puny human says. Yes. And again, study great philosophers, historians, scientists. They contradict each other. They're often wrong about many things. Uh, they've often been guilty of racism or other issues or sexism or you know whatnot. Um, so why would I trust puny humans? If there is a God, and God is even halfway as grand as the Bible describes Him, indeed God says God is omniscient, from mm. Latin, uh, all-knowing, by definition, He would know a few things that you and I don't know. So it's really, you know, the old proverb, who are you going to call? Well, who are you going to trust? Why would I trust another human yes. when I can trust God Almighty? And, and no Craig, but, but see, I, Craig, you only, you're saying that because... Uh, if, do you do you remember when you didn't know about God like you do now? See, I, I can reflect back when I was in the science mind. I thought I was learning all about God and all this metaphysical stuff. We talked about it earlier. And man, when I compared that to the Word of God, and I had those two books open, I had the Science of Mind uh, Bible, as it were, by uh, uh, Ernest Holmes, and I had the Bible uh, God's Word open at the same time and start comparing it and start learning. And I was like very young then, and learning it in context that man, I was going to be a nice guy going to hell. A nice guy going well, to hell, Craig. Yeah, Daryl. But I was teaching last night. I teach in a class in jurisprudence, a philosophy of law class, and we're dealing with some postmodern perspectives by major jurists. And I was explaining in my class that these views, I would argue, are not only false; they're self they're they're self contradictory. Mm. I wish I had time right now to do it. I'll give everybody a trolley horse between the ears. <laughs> um, dealing with with what's called postmodernism and localized. Uh, or uh, views, or uh, perspectivalism, or social constructivism, and and I was trying to show these students that look, the views. You, this gal is not one person we were studying last night. Was not saying what you think she's saying. She holds something that's just this radical relativism, and it's contradictory. Mm. She says things. It's like someone saying all truth is only localized, which means it's only relative, only true for a given community, and then they want to make it universal. But they've already said there are no universals. Yes, yes. There are no absolutes. That's double talk, <laughs> and, and humans often are not, more times than not, not only are they wrong, they're self-contradictory. Exactly. Listen, uh, Brian, uh, you told me uh, we were having some technical difficulties. Folks, if you are calling in, Brian, let them know that they can call back in. Yeah, uh, we saw some folks calling. The, the line was kept ringing, and I, I guess there was some difficulties uh, with the line. Uh, please give us a call back, one triple eight la talks one triple eight. Five two eight two five five seven. Once again, one triple eight LA talks. One triple eight five two eight two five five seven. We do have the open line, so give us a call. Thank you. You know, Craig, you remind when you were just talking. When Brian just said, "Please call in," you reminded me last week when we 
do not let the people know about uh, the need for donations, mm. the need to help. And I appreciate what you did last week. And you know, it's not your job to do that, as it were. You know, we technically try to divide up this stuff that we have to do. And you answered so many questions so graciously. Brian, we have to let the people know that we need their support um, going forward because um, we're not paying our salary because we don't get any salary for this. But we need to have the people support us financially so that we can make sure that we stay on top of taking care of our obligation from a financial standpoint. Can you let the people know how they can share with us, please? Yeah, real simple. They can uh, they can go right to our website. They can go to bibleinfobrokers.com and just click on the link that says support us or support this ministry. They can give right online. It will come to us uh, uh, right away, uh, and uh, it will go right to our bank account, and, and, and that, that that helps us a lot. And and the thing, folks, is you know, it's that time of the year. It's, we're slowing down a lot. Okay, we're slowing down a lot, and it's a great opportunity to get a, a tax deduction mm-hmm. at the end of the year uh, for your donations as well. So you definitely want to take advantage of that. But we do need to hear from you. Um, uh, we, we don't want to get into those predicaments that we've gotten in, in the past. And so uh, to avoid that, uh, you know, stand with us financially, prayerfully. Again, the um, uh, you can go to BibleInfoBrokers.com. And uh, you can just go on the link that says support and donate. Uh, you can also email, uh, not email, but you can also uh, mail, mail in uh, your donation if you like. Uh, make it out to uh, BIB-LBTW, and that's at P.O. Box 90477, 90477, Los Angeles, California, 90009. Again, P.O. Box 90477. Los Angeles, California, nine thousand nine, and we're getting to the point, folks. We're we're, we're slowing down a lot, and uh, you know it's slowing down w- when it comes to the giving. So stand with us again, like we said, we're trusting God. Yes, we're trusting God that He uses His people to uh, keep this radio bra- broadcast uh, on the air. I would say this, uh, Brian and Craig. I'm not making a uh, a prophetic. Uh, thing uh, about anything uh, specifically, but I will say this subjectively, prophetically, and it's sort of pathetic because we have the opportunity right now to give 50% of our income towards uh, non-profit organizations that can deduct that as a tax uh, thing. So you could do the calculations in your own situation. They're having this tax cut and all this stuff that's going on with the government nowadays where they're going to be taking away, I understand, some various things that we used to, some other deductions. So, folks, I don't think they ever will take away the, the donation side of it because I think it would just cause too much havoc and, uh, you know, it's not a very good political move by anybody to do that. But all the deductions, Craig, that are being uh, taken away to take care of, you know, to pay for the tax cuts, people, you still have an opportunity to deduct up to 50% of your income from a federal side, at least. I know that for sure. Well, consider that when you're giving to your church. And we're not asking you to take away from what you give to your church. We're saying over and beyond what you do at the place that you go to church and you fellowship and you're being fed. We're saying that we believe that we're doing the work of the Lord. You make that determination and take God's money that you're being a steward over and do what Brian said. And we thank you already in advance, especially for those that have been supporting us for all these years. Let's get back to the phone calls of one triple eight LA Talks, one triple eight five two eight. 2557. Folks, go ahead and give us a call right now. We have those open lines, folks that were calling in, and we drop you from a technical standpoint. Give us a call back. Uh, we'll get you on the line uh, to get your questions answered. Ask and answer. Let's do it from a biblical perspective. Let's go to our good buddy Dan, getting in on the first hour. Isn't this kind of special here, Dan? You're on the first hour. Welcome, my brother. How you doing? Hi. Hey, Dan. How you doing, sir? Good. 
Uh, you? Well, doing well now. You know, <laughs> back on solid ground, as they say. There you go. Hi, Brian. What's going on, Dan? How are you doing? I'm all right. Uh, hello, Craig. Dan, Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry that's Christmas. the first one. That's the first you. one for this year for us. I like that. Go ahead, Craig. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Um, I want to ask a question about uh, he. Jesus said that uh, be of good courage. I've overcome the world, and uh, on the at the cross, he defeated the world, the flesh, and the devil. And is that true in our lives? Why am I struggling so much? You know, in the Old Testament, David slew Goliath, yet later in his life he had a lot of problems. When he was young and had a lot of faith, uh, he was able to kill Goliath. And yet we found out that he struggled with his flesh. Uh, And I see how the apostles struggled. And in Acts, they were changed men after the Holy Spirit came upon them. Now, I have the Holy Spirit, yet I never heard them struggling after the change. Well, I'm having I'm having problems living this, and if he's defeated that, can I claim that in my life? Well, well, Dan, you know what? As Christians, uh, you, you, we, you still have to remember, you know, we live in a sin-cursed creation, okay? Uh, you, you look at the apostles, for an example, like you just said, look at the way they died, Okay, look I'm at not the, talking about that. Look, I'm talking about my own struggle with my own flesh. Well, no, I I'm mentioned that because you, you mentioned the apostles, okay? Uh, yeah. We are going to have struggles in our lives, okay, because of sin in the world. And we still have this fleshly body uh, that, we, that we live in uh, with the Holy Spirit living inside of us, which is still going to be tempted. Uh, we're still going to do things we're not supposed to do. And it's going to be like that until we get our new bodies and, uh, and uh, until Christ comes back. Okay. And so uh, that's, that's, it's, it's a lifelong struggle. Okay. P- PCAs, before you, before you uh, uh, chime in, let me just say this. Dan, when you said that, I, I mean, I was kind of feeling that when I was dealing with the things I was dealing with at the memorial service I was at out of town because I just first met these people, never met them before, and actually had association with the person who had passed away one time and actually at a golf tournament. Uh, for, for like four or five hours spending with a person and just love the man because he's related to uh, uh, one of my main guys. But here's, here's, what, here's what I thought about. We, the Bible again says that we're going to go through these various trials. The Bible said we should count it all joy. Now, I don't know where you're going to count it all joy uh, by going through the various trials. I mentioned 1 Corinthians 10, 13 about how uh, the various things we're going to go through, the vicissitudes of life we're going to go through. God is faithful and all that stuff that we hear. And it's almost, it's almost not like a rah, rah, rah thing, but we talked about this earlier in the broadcast about the reality of God to the degree that you know, and you know that word, Dan, you know that word, but it comes in not only just knowing the word, but getting encouragement from one another, loving each other. And so it's when you when you find these battles, like I know you're going through things, Dan, I'm going through things myself, Brian, Craig, we all go through things, but the idea of the body of Christ, when you put all that stuff together, and, and to me it is an encouragement to be able to come share with a brother, uh, to be able to even call a radio broadcast to be able to share because brothers are there uh, uh, giving and leaning on the word of God. I, I think that we under not estimate, but we underutilize the Word of God in its proper context 
and the vicissitudes that we go through. Heck, Jesus said what? He didn't come to bring peace, but he came to bring a sword. You're going to have trouble in your own household, man. And that's what we all go through. But yet, like you said, Christ overcame all that. His death, his burial, his resurrection. And then I asked a question for myself. This is my question I always ask myself, but I don't do it to everybody. I said, am I going to compare what I'm going through now with the eternal glory I'm going to get? Of course not. But that sounds so high and mighty. But the reality is, to the degree that I know that word and God is constantly faithful in my personal life, it's, it's hard for me. It's hard for me not to get past the fact that God has been so faithful and as raggedy as I am, before I was a believer, and then struggling as I am since I've been a believer. Yeah, I, I think of the, the, the apostle that wrote two-thirds of the uh, New Testament. You know, he, he went to God three times. He had something on him, okay? Not, it wasn't comfortable. It wasn't pleasant. God just say, my grace is sufficient. But, but I feel and, you, Dan. I, ben, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, in, in the world's perspective— uh, it's it's not fun. No one likes to go through stuff. No one likes to go through, uh, you know, the different things that uh, we we go through as Christians, you know. And so, but you know, uh, the fact is, you know, the the great thing is, is when we trust in Christ as Lord and Savior, we have our salvation right away. Now, the benefits of that salvation is not going to come completely. Okay, until we go home to be with the Lord. Okay, and uh, but the great thing is, you know, as a Christian, you do have eternal life. You know that for a fact, and that uh, that that is more comforting than anything that anybody could ever want, hope, or ask for. So, um, you know, you know, Dan. Again, it's uh, it's the world we live in. You know, there, there's an enemy around. There's an enemy out there seeking to kill, steal, and destroy. Uh, there's an enemy out there that will uh, try to make havoc on anyone who professes Jesus Christ, and uh, that's just that's just the way it is. A defeated enemy, though, and so it's about application and to do what Paul uh, encouraged us to do. To fight the good fight of faith. Yeah. And in the world you'll have tribulation. Jesus told us that. I'm not talking about my world fight. I'm talking about my right, right, right. Daily. Well, I mm -hmm. understand that. Let me let me get it. And, and I know There's Craig it. knows this term. Uh, the three things that the Christian has problems with: the world, the flesh, the devil, which he's defeated. Right. So yeah. now I got to apply it. So anyway. So there are. For they that live godly, they're going to be suffer persecution. There's, there are the difficulties of walking with God, uh, of life. I mean, there's difficulties we all have in life. Simply, people have cancer, uh, uh, diseases, you know, what have you, uh, family problems, um, relationships gone astray, what have you, because of sin. Uh, but there is what we suffer as believers who are committed to Christ. Uh, there's so many passages, and maybe we can start tonight and then could do some more next week on this, stand. But I think clearly of First Peter, First Peter, along with Second Corinthians, talks a lot about suffering. Um, and, and I know, let me finish. I know you, 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 there's two types I want to talk about. I've already mentioned one. There's two other ones. Uh, so, therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude, because he who suffered in his body is done with sin. So there is the, the, the persecution we go through is be, from being a believer and the difficulties of spiritual warfare and whatnot. And then there are the battles we fight with ourselves. 
uh, of our own fallen nature, our own weaknesses, our own lack of faith. And, and this is a vicious battle. I would argue all three of these can be vicious. Uh, it's just like in an actual war, you're not always fighting 24-7, right. but the battle can rage, so one minute you're just you're preparing or cleaning up after a battle, but you always have to be ready for it to start any, any moment and for a long and protracted engagement. And so there is the, the difficulty of, of struggling with myself, besides the world and the, uh, the devil, my own struggles, my own fallen nature. But you have to know that there's plenty there, and that all the apostles, they struggled with the same thing. They didn't live on easy street. It wasn't like, okay, I'm, I'm persecuted by the world, but I've got it together. I don't struggle. No, they all did as well. We all struggle. Uh, again, my weaknesses may not be yours, but, but I have some that you don't, and vice versa. But we all do, and we all struggle. And only the people who, the people who you know, uh, act as if they have no problems, no difficulties, and life is just hunky-dory, uh, they bother me in the, in the sense of they're not healthy emotionally. They're not dealing with reality. I'm not saying you have to be depressed. I'm not saying you have to go around like an Eeyore, doom and gloom. I think there is a joy that God gives, but that joy is, is not in spite of but in the midst of hardships, in the midst of difficulties, there is an incredible joy. There is satisfaction, but there is pain, and there is the struggle. There is the gut-wrenching, uh, uh, just a uh, vicious battle of fighting my fallen nature and not giving in to the sins that I'm, I'm allured by, that I'm attracted to. This is a battle you're going to fight to the day you die. And if you stop fighting, that means you've given in. Um, and so, you know, yeah, there is joy in Christ, joy, peace, and righteousness. He does give us joy, but there is a battle to be fought, and one of those enemies is ourself. And, and, uh, we, and we have to take that seriously. And, and so, I believe Romans 7 and 8 accurately describes this as well, among other p passages. Last couple of points here for now. Um, so the key is the Spirit. It's the Spirit of God in us. He's the one that energizes us. He gives us new desires. He gives us the energy and the ability not to sin. We don't have to sin, but we choose to sin. And, and we have to own it. It is our responsibility. It's our fault. But the Spirit of God is there to teach us that we know better, to energize us and change our desires. It is the Spirit within us that can give us the victory. But that's a truth that has to be appropriated every day. Every day has to be appropriated. Yeah, yeah, right? I live, Christ lives in me. In the life I live, I live by the faith of the yes. Son of God, loved me, gave himself for me. Um, I'm, you know, so I'm crucified with Christ. So, anyways, absolutely. So, but it, so it's, it's got to be keyword appropriated. It is yes. a truth. It's radical, but it has to be put on. It has to be appropriated. And if you don't, then you're going to fail and fail miserably. You don't have to, but and it's and and so my victory from yesterday is not going to necessarily get me through today. My victory at this morning today is not necessarily going to carry me through right now. That's why yeah. my priority every day is my prayer life, my right. devotion my time fellowship with God reading the word PCH I, I, hold on right there we're going to we're gonna put down on hold we're going to come on the other side of the break and we come up to a hard break right now so I'm going to put down on hold and we'll be back on the other side of the uh, break for the more dealing with the flesh the devil and our victory over that in a situation of our life <laughs> 